we got some more bonus content here with Locked On Colts. And, you know, we're going to take a step back away from this Colts team for, for a day here. Here on this weekend edition of Locked On Colts, me and my buddy John Hagler are going to go through the 2023 quarterback class, some potential guys that could be in this draft class, and some top dogs that are catching our eye already. Uh, all that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Colts. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Colts fans? And I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. You guys are probably going to be catching this here on Saturday. Uh, so two days after Thanksgiving, but uh, we're recording this on Friday. So we just kind of got through all of our Thanksgiving stuff. I just got off a nine hour shift and we're recording this here early in the morning. So if I look a little disheveled and tired, that's that's probably why, guys. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. This is Zach Hicks, of course, a Locked On Colts co-host, but I'm joined again by John Hagner. We had some good comments last time. Uh, Hag, this okay. is going to be your third time, or fourth time, fourth time on the yeah. show now. Yeah. Uh, third time where it's just you and me on here, okay. and uh, we're going to take a step away from the Colts for once. You know, I'm not going to make you talk about a team that you're not always, <laughs> you know, you're not always watching or anything like that. We're going to uh, go to your, your specialty. We're going to talk some okay. draft. So if you guys are tuning in, we're going we're gonna to spend this first segment here. We're going to talk about the two top guys in this class. And then the second segment, we're going to jump into some of the traitsy guys, the two big traitsy quarterbacks. And then we're going to talk about some guys we like to kind of wrap up the show. But let's start with the top dogs. And I think, you know, we always get our early scouting going, you know, draft nerds like you and me, Hag. Yeah. And uh, last year when we were looking at that quarterback class, it's like, okay, look, this quarterback class is bad. And I know the next year's class always looks better, mm-hmm. but we're looking at last year's class. It's like, look, CJ Stroud from Ohio State, Bryce Young mm-hmm. from Alabama, they would yeah. easily be the number one pick if they 100%. went in last year's class. And and I think now we're looking at it where those guys are still probably going to go top five, top 10 mm-hmm. in this class here. So let's start with Bryce Young. I think he's the yeah. kid that everyone's excited about. Heisman Trophy winner in 2021. Mm-hmm. Alabama quarterback you know this you know Alabama they get all the athletes they get all the the top players he's having a bit of a down year this year but man Bryce Young he there are some concerns which we'll get to in a second but just when you look at his film he's so so fun oh yeah no I think that's the perfect word to describe him I mean he's anytime you consistently watch these quarterbacks as a whole there's one or two that stand out just by the 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 sheer amount of silly plays that they make uh, how they run around, how unconventional they are, and then just how talented he is and how calm under pressure he is. Like, there's not a more enjoyable quarterback to watch than Bryce Young. Yeah, you, you know, people are going to – they're going to knock size and things like that, but he has the arm, he has the mobility, he has athleticism. And when you look at today's NFL, he's everything that you want. And a quarterback, not only that, but he's a great leader. And he's, he's just composed. Like, I don't know if there's a more composed quarterback in this draft class because the, the kid's almost psychotic in clutch moments. When you look at him, he's grinning, you know, when he's down, you know, six points or he's got to go 70 yards to go be Auburn in the Iron Bowl as a, as a, as a, a sophomore. 
you know, uh, the, the kid's fun to watch and he, he's super excited. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me in how I evaluate quarterbacks and later in this offseason, guys, we're going to have Kent Swanson from from Kansas City uh, Sports Network. He does. He's going to be doing quarterbacks for the Indy Draft Guide this year. So he'll be able to dive into kind of his process and what he looks for. But for me, you know, I missed on a lot of guys when I first started doing this stuff by kind of discounting how quarterbacks react to pressure. You know, like mm-hmm. I want the, the guy I always go back to is Brad Kaya. Brad Kaya, when I was younger, man, man, I was like, oh, Brad Kaya, like he can make all the throws. It's like, yes, he gets a little skittish under pressure, but look at him. He can make all the throws, mm-hmm. but you can't be skittish under pressure. You, you no. have to be someone, especially in today's NFL, you're always under pressure. You're under pressure mm-hmm. every single snap. How you react to that pressure is so important. And, and Bryce Young, to me, has that Joe Burrow, uh, Russell Wilson type thing where he thrives in chaos. Like oh, yeah. he, he welcomes chaos. Maybe sometimes he invites it a little too much, mm-hmm. but he loves that chaos. He loves being, you know, dead to right in the pocket because that's when he makes his, you know, makes those money throws, makes those money plays. We've seen it this year where, you know, he doesn't have Jamison Williams. He doesn't mm-hmm. have Devonte Smith. He doesn't have Jalen Waddle, and he's still making plays despite having oh, yeah. a lesser lesser talent still Alabama (laughs) you know but still having like a young team around him he -hmm. still has Alabama you know he still is making a lot of plays you know it's again the stats are a little bit down this year but man he is he is psychotic he's fun and like you said he I know it's hard to measure that clutch gene and it's hard to say like oh this guy has clutch ability but he is the quarterback in college football where if I need a touchdown to tie the game up or I need a field goal and I have like under a minute left that's the guy I want because he mm-hmm. is just – he's stone cold in the face of pressure. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he, he's super fun, man. And um, and I think him not having that talent around him – well, like we keep saying talent. He still has good players around talent, him. Don't, yeah. don't get it twisted. Uh, not have that, you know, first-round receiver, you know, uh, as his go-to guy. I think it's been probably better for him as a prospect, right? Because, you know, the the, the knock on some of these top guys, whether it was Tua when he came out, Justin Fields when he came out, uh, Stroud and Bryce uh, this year – is the fact that they're always thrown to the best player, right? And then when you get to cut on the whether it's A and M or whether it's the Texas game when he's sitting in the pocket and the cornerback blitz is coming and he evades pressure and then just throws a dot against that Texas defense and just takes her soul. That's what you want to see. And uh, it's been fun watching Bryce have to do a little bit more this season than normal. Yeah, and, and, you know, when we're talking concerns, you know, he's not that surefire first overall pick because this guy's going to be, what, 5'10", 180? Yeah. Like, he is yeah, tiny, maybe. tiny. Yeah. And, yeah, and he's not Kyler Murray where, you know, he has this 4'2 speed to kind of mm-hmm. back it up. Now, again, he's, he's fast, he's quick, he's agile, uh, but it's not Kyler Murray where you can't touch him in the backfield. Yeah. So that is a concern. And also, you know, again, it's not like Kyler Murray where he doesn't have this this extra cannon that's like the best arm in, mm-hmm. in college football. It's a good arm, but yeah, you know, it's not it's, the best arm. Yeah. Right. Right. So it is a little bit scary. You're not going to be betting on a super traitsy guy, but again, I think my comparison for him right now would kind of be like a Joe Burrow type where yeah. the games imagine. are very similar. Yeah. yeah. Very, very similar. similar. Yep. And now if we're going to switch to the other top guy, this is the guy who's been breaking records left and right, huge <laughs> passing numbers every year. And yes, he has been working in that Ohio state offense, which we know, it's a bit of a tough transition to the NFL, but uh-huh. CJ Stroud, I think, would be the surefire first overall pick ten years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, it wouldn't even it wouldn't even be a conversation. Yeah, it wouldn't be a conversation. He's so prototypical yeah. with it with his build. Um, he's a he's a very good passer of the football. 
Uh, the weapons that he has around him are elite. The fact that you can lose a guy like JSN and then the next guy up is probably going to win the Blitnikoff. It's just silly. You combine that, you combine a, a good quarterback with elite talent and the best play calling, arguably in college football, when you talk about right. getting guys open. Um, there's times where Ohio State receivers are just running on thin air, you know, because they can scheme those guys open. Um, the CJ Stroud is very he's, – he's a very fun quarterback to watch because he – like I said, he is prototypical. The Army has good velocity on his throws. He he, he operates on all parts of the field. He's not afraid to take chances, uh, has a good deep ball. There's not a lot of flaws in his game. Um, but, you know, he's, he's a clean quarterback, and, and he's probably going to be the first quarterback off the board when it's all said and done. But, you know, I, I like his game, and I like watching his film. Yeah, he feels very high floor. I don't want to say low ceiling, but I don't think his ceiling is as high as the next two quarterbacks we're going to talk in the next segment or even as high as Bryce Young because today's NFL is so much about creativity at being quarterback. Mm -hmm. And C.J. Stroud is a guy who thrives in the pocket. You know, if if things are kind of crashing around him, I'm not saying he panics or I'm not saying that he struggles, but he doesn't throw off platform as well as a Bryce Young. He doesn't make plays outside of structure as well as Bryce Young. Uh, and I think that that kind of pocket passer is kind of a dying breed. Now, I still yeah. I still think he could be like a Matt Ryan or or I know this comparison is going to scare everyone, but like a Jared Goff type guy. I mean, Jared Goff That's is not a horrible quarterback. Fine quarterback. No, not at all. You know, but I, I really love his anticipation. I love his feel for the game back there. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a lot of good things going for him, but it is really interesting to see how teams are going to, you know, react to a quarterback like him where, again, 10, 15 years ago, this is the guy. But now, you know, you want the next Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes or Joe Burrow, you know, those guys who can move around and, and, and thrive under pressure. Where does a guy like C.J. Stroud kind of fall into that? Yeah, and that, that's going to be the conversation to be had. It's, it's do you want the, the sure thing? You know what I'm saying? Is, is, is he the guy that you're going to put into an offense that, that's one or two weapons away from being elite? And he could just be, you know, the point guard. And, you know, what we're right. talking about like basketball references, he's a layup mid-range guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like how you're talking about 10, 15 years ago, he's a, a typical, you know, point guard that's going to run the show very efficiently. He's not going to lose it for you. He's going to go out there and, yeah, he may drop 31 game. But then, when, like you said, when you compare him to some of these other guys – Bryce Young is exciting. He he's just more like Allen Iverson type. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like, what is he gonna do next? You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh my god, like I can't wait to see it. But CJ Stroud is he's super clean, he's super fun. And and when you talk about when you talk about his his weaknesses, there's not a ton of them, but he's not a perfect quarterback. You know, like you right. said, under under pressure, he can get a little eh, his footwork may get a little sloppy. Uh, as far as like when he throws the football, he gets a little I won't say he falls apart, but when he does get that heat on him. The, the, the technique and the, and the fluidness kind of will leave him a little bit and it'll get him in trouble at times. But, you know, he's 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 at the top for a reason and, and he's been consistent and he's been very good over the last two years at Ohio State. Yeah, definitely. These are two guys where I feel pretty comfortable taking him mm-hmm. with, with the first overall pick. Now, given there are some elite defensive talent in, in this draft, <laughs> so I would understand teams taking a Will Anderson or a Jalen Carter yeah. there. Uh, but these two quarterbacks, I think if you're a quarterback needy team like the Texans, they'll probably be up there. Mm-hmm. I think it makes a lot of sense to take one of these guys. But up next, we're going to talk about some quarterbacks that might be in the Colts range. You know, they, they oh. could be depending on where the Colts are drafting. Uh, but these are some major, major projects. But first, I want to tell you guys about my friends at Prize Picks. If you want to make some picks on game day, just do what I do and slink on in your Prize Picks app before game time. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than that stat projection, then you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. Price picks offers include 
uh, Prize Picks offers projections on any sport you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, and even disc golf. I mean, Hag, have you ever bet on disc golf? Have you ever? No. Have you ever? <laughs> <laughs> I played well, disc golf, Prize but Picks. I haven't. There you go. You can go to Prize Picks and you can and you can pick some some disc golf. I mean, that that sounds like a lot of fun to me. So entries can be made in sixty seconds or less. It's that easy. The withdrawals are safe and fast, and Prize Picks is now operational in over thirty states and Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to PrizePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Hag, let's talk about these two projects because okay. I'm going to start with the guy who you know we've seen Dane Brugler and stuff say that some teams have him as quarterback one in this class and. And look, I get it. The traits are there, but I am so terrified of Kentucky quarterback Will Levis. I am. Oh, yeah. He scares me so much because just to just to say, you know, kind of put it out there. He is a he's going to be 24, I believe, on draft day. Um, He has probably the best arm I've ever seen at the college level. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it is effortless velocity, effortless. I mean, it's it's very I mean it's very Josh Allen, you know, where Josh Allen could throw it through a wall or whatever, you know, Will Levis can do that too, but he does it effortlessly. Um, Mm -hmm. Very looks very Aaron Rodgers Like when he throws it, the way it's just that, that sidearm, great hip rotation, pulls everything through it. Super athletic, super fluid. That's pretty much all the positives. Yeah. (laughs) It's just the upside. Uh, He does come from a pro style offense. So that is another good thing to look at, but what do you think of Will Levis uh, hag and, and does he scare you as much as he scares me? Oh, no, 100%. Like, you know, at, th- at this point in the season, you know, uh, this is coming from a guy that, that missed on Josh Allen. And I feel like now we're in that territory where every, you know, for a while, every strong arm, unconventional thrower was Patrick Mahomes. Now every big athletic quarterback with a, with a rocket arm is going to get Josh Allen comps. And Josh Allen was a guy, you know, early on when I started out, like I was not a fan of, you know. And, but then, I, you know, I didn't really put it into um, – I didn't think that he would land in a perfect situation like he has with the offensive staff, with the offensive playmakers and in a, in a team that's ready to build around him. Um, I'm terrified of Will Levis, especially about what I've seen this year. You know, last year I was excited about what, what would he do this year. But when you talk about a quarterback with all the tools, tools who won't come off his first read, who, who looks like he has an issue processing, like how we talk about how C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young can operate, and, and, and it's effortless. Will Levis is the total op- opposite. If it's not there, that kid is a young man. Uh, we'll say he's twenty-four. Is is not gonna throw the football, you know? And, and he holds onto the ball a little bit too long, and then he relies on athleticism, which isn't a bad thing, but it'll get you in trouble. You know, we yeah. see how some of these young quarterbacks now they're struggling. But you have to you have to know your first, second, third read or your check down at all times. Like you know. Uh, that's just something I haven't seen him really grow into or mature as a quarterback into. And that's very concerning because in the NFL, it's only going to get better. I know you're playing the SEC, but it's only going to be more talent and more and more ability once you make that jump up. Yeah. And, and, you know, to put in some perspective, it does kind of his season this year reminds me a lot of Jordan Love's final season at Utah mm. State, where everyone got so excited that junior season of Jordan Love. And then he came yep. back for a senior year and just like Will Levis, you know, lost a lot of talent. I mean, Will Levis yep. is losing, lost most of his offensive line. He lost Wendell, Wondell Robinson. He lost his mm-hmm. offensive coordinator to the NFL. 
So you are seeing kind of some steps back because of that. But still, when you're watching that film, you can see the flaws and mistakes. And again, it kind of goes back to what I said about Bryce Young, where the biggest thing I look at is how these quarterbacks react to pressure. Do they know how to slide up? Do they know how to manipulate the pocket? Do they limit mistakes when they're under duress? And with Will Levis, you know, I I watched uh, his Florida game on on Mm -hmm. All-22 recently. And just so so much happy feet, so much bailing from yeah. pockets, you know, rolling, turning his back to the pocket to run out. And, and don't get me wrong, when he found his receiver, oh my gosh, the talent is insane. Like oh, I, yeah. I, I, he is. It's again, it's so effortless how he throws the football. But I am terrified of a quarterback who is skittish <laughs> under pressure and, like you yeah. said, can't get to that second, third, fourth read. Now again, I do think with the right coaching, with the right situation, you know, a lot of half field reads early on, then you eventually get him into a comfortable area. I'm not saying he could be Josh Allen, but you know, the talent is there. Uh, But the other big traitsy kid is, you know, someone who's a little bit younger, you know, Anthony Richardson uh, from Florida, another sec guy. I believe he's only, I think he's only 21. He might only be 21 on draft day too. Uh, Very young quarterback, uh, very, very few starts. I think it, you know, so like, run around like the 10 starts mark in yeah, his first he may, yeah he's under he's under 15 for sure or, or 16 for yeah sure. and this is a guy where like the reincarnation of camp newton <laughs> you oh, know? where the accuracy is so sporadic and the footwork is bad and the progressions aren't there as a passer but this is like a 6'4 6'5 240 pound guy oh, who run 4'4 four, four, and run past guys run over guys if you are willing to bet that you can improve his accuracy, he could be a top five, top 10 quarterback in football. It's just, again, we don't know how much better a guy can get as a mm-hmm. passer because typically, you know, if a guy's inaccurate in college, they're not going to be accurate in the pros. Yeah. But honestly, again, it could be like the Cam Newton thing where it's like, look, if he's a big guy who can run like this, I don't need you to be like a 70% passer. Man, no, not at all. And now Anthony Richardson, He's the guy that, you know, early in the season, I watched him last year, and he, I've kind of had some inside information on him for a couple of years now. Like uh, a buddy of mine, he worked down in Florida. And before he was starting, he was like, man, we have a freshman. And he was like, this kid is Cam Newton 2.0. And I was like, what are you talking yeah. about? And I would see, like, clips, right? I'm like, this is silly. And then we kind of, you know, heard the heard the the murmurs last year, and then he, he hopped into the role. We're coming into this year, we've seen great moments. Right. We've seen great moments. We saw the Utah game. We, we've seen bad moments. You know, you said happy feet at times. You know, he may be relied too much on us athleticism. But I saw that kid in person a couple weeks ago and I was ready to, to, to sell the house then. Like I had never I haven't seen anything like that. Like in uh, and, and A&M has a, a very good defensive line. Right. Everything mm-hmm. else probably isn't isn't up to par. But A&M had a very, very good defensive line and he made them look like little boys. He is every bit of 6'4", 6'5", 250, and he is so fast, and his arm is freakishly, freakishly strong. Like, when he's throwing, he's throwing rockets through receivers' chest. They don't have a choice but to catch it. And then when you watch him in the pocket, I think that's where he's improved the most. Not necessarily the footwork, not necessarily, not necessarily the best pocket presence, but there were moments where it was collapsing. I saw him climb. I saw him demonstrate more patience demonstrate more patience and be willing to take a hit and deliver strikes. And that was so impressive to me because, like you said, that's probably one of the most important traits going forward in the NFL. And I think he has the the room to grow. And I think he may – obviously Levis, you know what I'm saying, but he may have the highest ceiling 
because, like I said, he is very, very young as far as in his playing career and his development. And if he gets with the right team, the right quarterback coach, and the right offensive staff, it's over. Because, yeah. you know, I think Anthony Richardson is coming if he lands with the right franchise. Yeah, I think – and again, just to, to end this segment, I think uh, you and I are going to be the same page with this one. But if you had to take a shot on one of these guys, say with a, a top 15 pick, mm-hmm. it's Richardson all the way, right? 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah, he's too toolsy. Like, he's got it. Yeah. I, I like Levis. Like, I'm not trying to put a lot down on Levis. I, I think there's something there. Mm-hmm. But, again, an older quarterback prospect who really hasn't put together all the way in college, I'm scared of that. Yeah. But then you give me the 21-year-old kid who is, you know, under 15 starts, under 10 starts, who is a freak athlete, you know, freaky mm-hmm. build. I'm a little more intrigued by that. But yeah, you guys can let us that. know in the comments uh, which guy you like a little bit better there. I know that that is a heated debate between uh, draft nicks and stuff like that. A lot of guys like Levis more, a lot of guys like Richardson. Uh, so, yeah, leave it in the comments there. And, guys, we're going to talk about some – I don't want to call them sleepers, but just some other interesting guys here in our last segment on this show. But first, today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Here's why I love it. Being able to control the system and seeing everything that's going on at our house with crystal clear resolution is awesome and gives me great peace of mind. Uh, Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report, a third year in, ro- in a row. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off of any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com URL today. This is their biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right. So getting to this last segment here, I know, I know there's a guy that you definitely want to talk about, but let's talk about the other big guy that we didn't really mention those first two. Uh, unfortunately, he did tear his ACL recently, but another SEC yep. quarterback who was the odds favorite to win the Heisman before this mm-hmm. ACL injury, and that's Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Uh, I wrote an article for, for, um, for Horseshoe Huddle, sorry, I'm a little absent-minded right now after my shift and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff. But I wrote an article for Horseshoe Huddle, the site that mm-hmm. I work, uh, about Hendon Hooker and why I like him. Mm-hmm. But again, he kind of scares me. A 25-year-old quarterback who has some poor footwork, some poor mechanics, and, and coming from that system is kind of yeah. scary. But I think there is an avenue f- for success with Hendon Hooker. I just mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I would take that shot in the first round. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think you know, especially with the ACL injury, you know, being an older quarterback, you set that guy back a year, plus the development. You know, when you look at a guy who could possibly get his first action in the NFL, like 26, maybe 27, yeah. you know, it's it's a little scary. I know quarterbacks tend to play a little bit longer, but like you said, mm-hmm. not the cleanest quarterback, but has a, has a great arm, has great size, good athleticism. But that's about where it checks out. Oh, and he's very efficient. By the way, he takes care of the football. You know, I love what he, what, how he takes care of the football and how he runs that offense. But that offense is the problem, you know, yeah. because when you talk about it gets guys open, you talk about those super, super wide splits, you know, it's, it's kind of tricky. And, and I would compare it, like you said, to uh, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, that Baylor type deal. It's like, how do you feel about those quarterbacks and those receivers translate to the NFL? And is that something you're willing to do with a, an older quarterback who's hurt? 
you know, and I think the injury definitely knocked him down. I think before there was definitely a conversation to be had that on top of having a good senior bowl week would be very beneficial to him. But now he's not going to get either one of those. And, yeah. you know, I just think it, his stock takes a big hit. Yeah. I like Hendon Hooker. I think, uh, I think in the right situation, he could be like Jalen Hurts type guy where he uses mm-hmm. the legs well, but again, the ACL injury kind of derails a lot. So we'll see what happens this offseason with him and see where his stock kind of goes. But I'm rooting for him. I hope he ends up yeah. working out in the NFL, but man, it's going to be tough for him. It's going to be tough, but let's get to another guy with some injury concerns. A guy that uh, I know that you're very high on. And I think honestly on film this year, we're probably talking about top three or four quarterback in this yeah. class, but it's just the past and, and the injury mm-hmm. concerns are going to knock him down. But uh, Michael Penix jr. I think I'm saying that right. Penix or Pen- yeah, Penix. Penix. I've, I've heard Penix, you know, from uh, whatever, but it may just be where you're from. You know how yeah, you how you yeah. say it, but yeah. So Michael Penix is is what I say. But if you want to go Penix, go for it. <laughs> yep. And then you guys, I know all of you guys are very familiar with this guy. He was the starting quarterback at Indiana, uh, I think, for like four years or something like that, like a long time starter uh, with Indiana. Yeah, he was there for a minute, uh, and he had some ups and downs. You know, we're not going to yeah. deny that there were some downs. You know, the 2021 season before his transfer was tough. Mm-hmm. You know, playing through it injury. It was. Yep, it was. And then he got back with his old offensive coordinator here at Washington this year, and he has been phenomenal. Like, <laughs> I, I think he's like, uh, I want to say he's like sixth in Heisman odds right now, or sixth or seventh. You know, he's one of those long shot guys that you could take a shot on, but man, he has been really good. He he probably makes, outside of Stroud and Young, he makes the most mm-hmm. NFL level throws in this yeah. entire quarterback class. But again, this is his first season in college where he's I, knock yeah. on wood where he's going to complete the year you know injury free uh he's had really bad shoulder injuries you know i think he had yeah. the acl injuries and stuff like that so there are reasons yeah. to be scared but on film man whoo it, it looks yeah. good yeah now pe- people you know it's going to be hard you can't ignore the injury pass it's just a part of it's going to be part of his story and part of his process um and it may put a ceiling or a cap on where he's able to be drafted uh, just from a scouting and evaluation uh, standpoint. But, man, I know some teams are drooling, like, if he falls and they're able to grab him. Um, because mm-hmm. just from, like you said, from an NFL standpoint, and we talk about it a lot, like, and people will probably ask, what are pro throws? You know, what are, like, can you put balls in tight windows? Can you beat man coverage? Can you take calculated risk and be able to put touch and layer throws across the field under pressure? Those types of things, I don't know – Except for, like you said, Stroud and Bryce, if there's a quarterback that does it consistently, consistently, and the fact that he doesn't take sacks, you know, that's the most impressive thing about Michael Penix is the arm talent and his ability to look and throw like a pro. Uh, those are very exciting for him as a prospect. He's, you know, got a good build on him, you know, 6'2", 6'3", whatever, 200-some pounds, uh, but the durability is going to come up. But if, like we talked about a week or two ago, if you haven't had a chance to watch Michael Penix because – He's at Washington. Go watch – just type in his name on YouTube, uh, Washington, uh, and I think you'll see some throws that just kind of make you go, wait, why haven't I heard about this guy? Right. You know, uh, right. so very, very good player, you know, and, you know, I'm excited to see him finish out this season and see what comes from it. Yeah, make sure you guys are watching that game against Oregon where, you know, he – I'm not going to say single-handedly, but he was a huge part in knocking off the Oregon Ducks from potentially getting into the playoff. But now let's talk about the Oregon Ducks quarterback. You know, another transfer guy, a guy who 
came into college football with all the expectations in the world. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to save the Auburn football program. And the first, you know, from, from his first day as a starter, I mean, again, it's hard to be thrown into the SEC as a true yeah. freshman start. I think he was a true freshman starting there. Yeah, he and, was the SEC offense player of the year, freshman year, or, yep. or freshman of the year that year. Yep, yep. So he got thrown into the fire in the toughest conference, and it was a mixed bag. And it yeah. kind of was a mixed bag throughout his entire time at Auburn. Now, he did get better each year, but it still wasn't, you know, yeah. it still wasn't where it needed to be. Transfers to Oregon, goes out to that Pac-12, and he's lighting up the college football world, you know, rushing for multiple touchdowns a game, uh, <laughs> throwing it down the field. And, yes, I know he took that step down in competition, but mm-hmm. I really do think he's a guy like Phoenix Jr. where, yes, the the, the misconception, you know, the, uh, the previous conceptions of, of his play is always going to be in the back of your mind. You know, you're always going to think, oh, my gosh, it's scared Bo Nix back there. But when you watch him on this film this year, he looks like a legit quarterback prospect. But oh, no like, you and I have, like you and I have talked about, it's hard to get that old Bo Nix out of your head. <laughs> yeah, because Bo Nix, Bo Nix from a Bo Nix from a tool standpoint is very, very good. You know, right. when you look at the size, you look at the athleticism, you look at the arm strength, he checks all those boxes. I mean, that's why he's the number one dual third quarterback in the country coming out of high school. You know, Bo Nix, you know, he can do everything you want to do on a football field. That was never the issue, you know, with Bo Nix. And, you know, I think him being with us with the offensive system that he's comfortable with um with a team that actually believes in him you know because after year one or two at Auburn you know I think people started losing a little bit of faith in him um you know I'm glad that he was able to demonstrate that at Oregon and and I was having a conversation earlier yeah I think he was average in the SEC right mm-hmm. and he made that jump to the Pac-12 and he looks elite and I think it's a little bit to do with the defensive talent but maybe that boosts the confidence and not getting beat up all the time Maybe that did make him a better quarterback because he's not constantly worried about, hey, am I going to make it out of this game? Like, you know, um, so because he didn't always have the best weapons. He didn't always have the best offensive line at Auburn. Um, And those are things that I'm excited to see him do is, one, get that confidence back and then play consistently, which was something I think he struggled with at Auburn. Uh, He has been very consistent at Oregon. He's been one of the most consistent and productive quarterbacks in the country uh, this season. So I'm excited to see if he decides to come back or if he decides to take, like you said, those senior bowl uh, invitations or whatever it may be and participate and go through this process and see what his ceiling may be because he's a very intriguing prospect. Yeah, I definitely want to see how he stacks up with these guys that after if he has a good senior bowl process and stuff like that because I've been really, really intrigued by everything I've seen on film this year, even though mm-hmm. I still have, you know, Auburn yeah, Bo You can't Knicks. get it out. You can't the, get it out. The, the, Knicks, what, what, the, the Bo Knicks experience is what well, yeah. my, my Auburn buddies buddies went with. And some of it is very traumatizing, but there's a lot of good in there, too. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot yeah, of good I, in there. I know, I, I know people on Colts Twitter be like, oh, Zach is sold on Bo Knicks. I'm not sold. I'm not sold yet, but I'm intrigued. Peaking. I'm very intrigued. Yeah, peaking. I'm peaking. yeah, yeah. I'm looking over there. And then there are some other quarterbacks in this class that we definitely don't have time to talk about today, but Cameron Ward out of Washington state, I think is a very interesting one. Clayton tune out of Houston is another one that's getting yeah. some buzz. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Daniels from LSU, which I know eventually yeah. you and I are going to really talk about him because he's another guy, man, transferring and looking really good. I winning. I'm he's winning. winning. That's the most important thing for a quarterback. He's winning and he's doing it. Um, not necessarily in an unconventional way, but he's, he's showing up in big moments and he, he's looking like he's really hitting his stride now at LSU. And uh, that's an exciting guy to keep an eye on. Definitely, definitely. And then, there, you know, the guys like Tanner McKee where, you know, if you feel like you missed out on Davis Mills or Mike Glennon, 
there you go. There's your other. <laughs> there's your, if you're if you're just yearning for a Davis Mills or Mike Glennon, that's that's what you're looking for. Uh, but oh, there are some really interesting guys in this class, uh, and I think it's a good quarterback class. You know, I, I know yeah. it, it's just getting that heat that we always get to where when you're looking at the quarterback class a year out, you're like, Oh my gosh, look at all these top guys. And then when you start digging into it, everyone's like, Oh, it's an overrated class. Wait until Caleb yeah. Williams next year. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good quarterback class. Like last oh, yeah. year's was terrible. Last year's was atrocious. This year's is good. Like I really think there could be four or five quarterbacks in this class. that no, are better no, no than doubt. The top pick last year. Like, no doubt. Like yeah. I'm more intrigued by Bo Nix this year than any of the guys last season. But, like, I, I think realistically, <laughs> realistically, if we just say who was our one through six, if we win, it was Stroud, Young, these are unofficial rankings, by the way, Stroud, Young, um, uh, Richardson, Levis, uh, say Nix, Penix, uh, say those guys. I honestly, I honestly would take any of those guys in no slight to Kenny Pickett. I would, it would be a conversation to be had about Kenny Kenny Pickett being QB six in this draft class. Um, And so, you know, and, and, and more than anything with, with QBs, I think the team drafting them is more important um, than what they can do because we've seen teams ruin quarterbacks. We've seen teams not prepared to have a young quarterback. Uh, but the team's drafting QBs is way more important than who draft uh, than, than how good a player is. Yep. And we will see if the Colts are going to be one of those draft destinations for these quarterbacks. We don't even know who the GM is going to be during the draft. We don't know who the head coach is going to be. We don't know who the if they're going to be looking for a quarterback or you know if they sent it all for Jared Goff or something. Who knows? Who knows, yeah. guys? But it is interesting to look at this quarterback class, and I do think we are past time, you know, for the Colts post Andrew Luck to finally go for a young guy and finally get a young guy in the building. I think this is a good class for it because even if you miss out on Stroud and Young and Levis, mm-hmm. you know, there could be a Richardson or a Hendon Hooker or Michael Penix or or um, Bo Nix. Like there are some interesting yeah. quarterbacks that I think. Uh, a good offensive mind can actually do some things with, but that's who we, that's all we got for today, guys. Uh, if you guys want to talk some more quarterbacks with us, you know, we're always available on Twitter at Zach Hicks two at John Hagler CR. We'll love to talk some quarterbacks. We'll talk all about Bo Nixon and uh, Michael Phoenix Jr. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that's, we'll talk about that all day guys, but make sure you subscribe to uh locked on Colts there and follow us, you know, again, follow us on all those Twitter things uh, and wherever you listen to the podcast guys, again, make sure you are subscribing and getting those notifications. Uh, and thank you guys for making us your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you guys Monday before the game. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.